Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. We just want to thank you today, Lord, for this is another day you have made. We are rejoicing and we are glad you've been so good.
that particular word of wisdom this morning. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we are working on our most recent topic entitled, Who is Your Daddy? Who is Your Daddy? And, and, and it's important to understand that uh, who your spiritual father is at the end of this life will determine your eternal destiny. Now, if, you're, if you have not made God the Father, uh, your, your Father, through and by a personal relationship in Jesus Christ, uh, I want to let you to know today you are treading on some of the most dangerous ground. There is no place more dangerous than uh, living this life without a connection uh, with your creator through and by a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, through and by faith uh, in Jesus Christ. That is very, very dangerous ground. We looked at capital A in our outline. You are doing something. Now, this is one of the things that can help you and I to see who our daddy is. Look at what we do. Because Jesus told one group, he said, the deeds of your father you will do. There are certain things that God does and that God will do. There are certain ways that God goes about things. Uh, uh, you know, not that any of us are perfect, but are you lining yourself up with those things that God does and the way God does? Look at John chapter 8, verse 41, Luke chapter 2, verse 49. Capital B, Jesus remains silent. We understand as children of God, there's a time and a place even for our faith to be shared. You know, there's certain times where Jesus would not tell individuals who uh, who his father was or who, who exactly who he was. He'd just keep quiet. It's not time to speak on that. You and I must learn the same. We looked at Matthew 26 and 63, John 8 and 6. Capital C, sons belong in the Father's house. Sons belong. Jesus, we read and went over two accounts of Jesus in the temple in his father's house, and I mean, he was operating with authority. He was operating with power. He recognized those who did not belong there, and he had no problem running them out. Sons have authority as well. If they are in a proper relationship with the father, they have authority and they have power in the house as well. Children of God, you and I are children of God. We are sons. Uh, in the Father's house. We looked at John chapter 2, verse 16, Matthew chapter 21, verse 13. It brings us on down to capital B, the potter's house, the potter's house. Now, the Lord kind of threw me a little different slant this morning, uh, and I'm really looking forward to where he's going to go uh, and, and what he's going to share with us concerning the potter's house. We're going to look at Jeremiah chapter 18, verse 2, children of God, and let's just prepare to get our souls refreshed today in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ.
Jeremiah chapter 18 and verse 2. Jeremiah often called the weeping prophet. Jeremiah didn't particularly like the messages that God constantly gave him to give to the people. Jeremiah was like, Lord, what is this now? Why you got me telling the people this kind of stuff all the time? How punishment going to come? How chastisement going to come? How God going to... Jeremiah had a complaint with many of the prophets, many of the Old Testament prophets. They had a complaint. They were like, Lord, I just can't. These messages you've given me to give to the people. Sometimes I'd be like, Lord, will you? Lord, I'd be like, all right, Robert, shut up and say it. I'd be like, all right. Jeremiah was another great man of God who just at times could not understand the way God was doing things. Some of us, children of God, we don't always understand how and why God do things the way he do. But I'm hearing God and the Spirit say, you don't have to understand why I'm doing things the way I'm doing things. Take by faith that the way I'm doing things, God say, is the best way. So that's what we do. Jeremiah chapter 18, verse 2. Look at the instruction from God. God told Jeremiah, go down to the potter's house, and there I will give you my message. Jeremiah chapter 18, verse 2, God said, go down to the potter's house, and there I will give you my message. Capital D, the potter's house. Let us pray. Father, in the glorious, mighty, precious name of Jesus Christ, we Thank you today, Father, for another wonderful and beautiful day. Thank you, Father, for life, health, strength. Thank you for salvation, restoration, redemption. We bless your holy name, Father. We appreciate all that you are doing, have done, and are going to do, Father. We look with eager expectation for your future blessings. You have been so good, Father. We reverence you. We adore you. Father, as we gather together in the name of your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, we will not be so foolish as to ask for your presence. For you have already told us in your word that where two or three are gathered together in your name, you are in the midst. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for being here with us, in us, all around us. We give you all glory, all honor, and praise. Father, as we search these ancient scriptures of yours, uh, as one of your early prophets speaks to your people, we ask that you give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that as we speak to your people today, thousands of years later, May your good, pleasing, and perfect will be expressed, be manifest, and be articulated. Father, as you do these things for us, we are going to be very careful to continue giving your name, which is above all other names, all glory, all honor, and all praise. This is our prayer in Jesus' mighty name we pray. 
Amen and amen. A potter, a potter, the potter's house, the potter's house. We look at these scriptures and we see God in his potter capacity. See, see God, throughout scriptures, you're going to find God in various capacities. In your life, you're going to see God operating in various capacities. When you're sick, don't be surprised if you see God in his physician capacity. When you are in trouble with the law, don't be surprised if you don't see God in his lawyer capacity. When you, God has got various what, capacities, and he will show up, and he will present himself and meet you at the place of your need. There is no lawyer that you can pay a retainer for that will do a better job than Jesus. There's no physician that you can get an opinion from that will do a better job than Jesus. God is now operating in his potter capacity. The Bible says to Jeremiah, this is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Go down to the potter's house, and there I will give you my message. Now, some of us would have missed that message. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, some of us, some of us. Why? Because some of us would not have wanted to follow the instruction to go down, what, to the potter's house. Some of us have been like, Lord, why can't you show it to me where I'm at, in my backyard or in my easy chair or in front of the television? God said, uh-uh. God says, just as I have a specific message for you, I have a specific place that I want you to receive it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, my spirit is going to a couple of things. One, one time, many years ago, I don't know, maybe about 10, 15 years ago, it was cold, it was very, very cold outside. Wind was howling and blowing, cold in the winter. And the Lord said, uh, woke me up, 3 o'clock in the morning. Said, uh, you know, well, get on up and going out in the woods out there. I got something I want to tell you. I was like, Lord, I mean, I'm snuggled all down in the blanket, man. I just got it right nice and warm and toasty. The heater was on. I was like, Lord, why can't you, uh, how come you can't tell me right here? Lord, I said, no, get up. Going out in the woods. Now, children got about 300 yards out in front of the church. We got woods that go for, I don't know, maybe over a mile. You know, I've looked at it on the uh, Google You know, these woods go deep and they go long. Sometimes we'll even see deer that come out of the woods and run around in the field. But about 300 yards out straight in front of the church, we've got thick, thick woods, thick, thick trees that go for probably over a mile or so. So I'm like, man. So I get myself dressed all up, try to bundle myself up. In my mind, I'm still like, Lord, whatever you had to say, seemed like you could have said it right here now, you know. No, go out in them woods. I go out there, and I didn't, you know, I'd never been out there before. You know, didn't realize that there was a big ditch. You know, there's a field, there's a big field, and there's a big ditch out there. And I'm out there, you know, it's cold, it's late in the night, and uh, I get to the ditch, and the ditch looks like it's about ten feet, man. I'm like, I'm like, Lord, I don't know about the water filled all up. I'm like, man. Lord, Lord said, jump. I was like, oh, he said, jump. I just hit it. I didn't even look down. I didn't even look down. I mean, I was like, man, I fall in this water out here, man, in this freezing water. I just jumped. 
Didn't even look down. I don't know what I hit. I hit something solid. Started reaching, grabbing bushes and trees and whatever. Pulled myself on across. Never looked down. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Get on out there. Don't run out there in the woods. Lord, I said, sit down. I sit on down. Lord, I said, look up into the sky. And I looked up, and the sky was completely dark. But there was one little place in the sky where the moonlight was breaking through all that darkness. And I was like, Lord, he said, you see that, Rob? I was like, yeah. He said, that's what I want you to be, a light shining in darkness. It's like, huh? I want to encourage you, child of God, under the sound of my voice. God wants us hmm, to be lights shining in darkness. Darkness on your job, child of God. Don't you go in there and join in the darkness. Be a light shining in darkness. Darkness in your church. Don't you go in there and fall right in and, 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 and be a part of the dark. Be a light shining in darkness. Darkness in your marriage. Darkness in your family. Darkness at the family reunion. You be a light, child of God. Now, what we've got to understand about being a light is that that light out of all the whole sky, the whole sky was dark. Everywhere was dark. But that one little place where that moonlight was coming through, you could see it from all around. You could see it. I mean, it was, it was different. You say, Apostle, what you're trying to get us to understand? God wants you and I different. The world wants you and I all to kind of operate and think and talk under the same kind of cookie-cutter mentality. Remember, the world is marching its little self right on to hell. See? Remember what Jesus said, that the road to eternal life is a straight and narrow path and only a few enter. Never mind what you see on TV. Never mind what a lot of these jokers are telling you. Now, listen, you better, you better take what God has said. Jesus said the road to eternal life is straight and narrow, and only a few enter therein. He said, but the, but the, the, the road to uh, destruction. He said it's broad. He said it's wide. And he said many Enter therein. God is calling for you and I to be a part of the few, the select few known as the elect. They're called the elect. These are those who God has not only uh, called, but he has chosen. If you are not making a difference in your generation, child of God, you are not operating in your God-ordained purpose or function. And those who do not operate in their God-ordained purpose or function are thrown in the fire. What do we do with a lot of stuff that don't work or is all messed up around the house? Normally, we'll get it up out of there. Normally, you know, you don't keep no great big refrigerator sitting in your kitchen. That thing don't work. You gotta, how, how you going to look like with a great big old TV and the thing won't come on? Big old 60-inch. Won't come on, can't get it on. They told you at the, the TV repair shop, it won't work, it'll never work. You still got it sitting up in your, in your living room. Something is wrong with you. You get it up out. 
Well, that's all the same thing God do with humanity that refuses to work right. You and I have been called to work right. We have a God-ordained purpose, a God-ordained function, and if you won't do it, God said, then what, what, why keep you around? We'll take stuff uh, right here at the Christian Center Church, stuff that won't work right. Name three things we'll do with stuff right here at the Christian Center Church that won't, if it won't work right. Burn it. Take it away from here. Take it to the salvage yard. Take it to, we can't, won't take it to the pawn shop because if it won't work and can't get it to work, they, they don't want it there. But we'll burn it up. We'll take it to the salvage yard. We'll take it to the trash dump. But it's got to go. Point is, it's got to go. My prayer for you out there under the sound of my voice. God will not have to look at your life, look at your service, look at your work in the kingdom of God or lack thereof and say, you just, you got to go. You got to go. You ain't doing what, what I created you to do. You ain't work. Take this keyboard. I'm right here in the church now. This keyboard, let me get on this keyboard. I, in fact, early today, while we were uh, singing in praise and worship, uh, the microphone was not working. And it was running through my mind. Now, if this microphone weren't work, I'm going to throw it up out of here. I'm going to throw it up out of here. And I was like, man, you know, I was just thinking. I was like, I'm not hearing the mic. I'm not hearing my voice coming through the mic. Microphone's purpose is to amplify my voice. Microphone was not amplifying my voice. In my mind, it, the mic was so close to getting thrown up out of here, didn't even know. After we finished singing praise and worship, I started playing around with the wires, wanted to see if it was plugged in properly, and then hit the switch and turn it on, and it started working. And I was like, okay, microphone, you live to microphone another day. Why? Because now I see that, that you, you, you can operate in your purpose. My prayer for you, some of you all out there on the sound of my voice, you, you, my prayer for you is that you will start operating in your purpose. Well, look at how the Holy Ghost is keeping us on topic. God said, now, Robert, get on into my word, and let me show you how all of this. Now, just with God, some of you, you know, I'd be like, Lord, you know, uh, God be amazing me at how, you know, because it ain't like I'd be sitting down for hours trying to come up with, you know, what we're going to preach on, what we're going to talk about. God, give me one scripture. One scripture. And then I, what I got to do is take by faith and trust the Holy Ghost and, and, and watch him tie this thing together and keep this thing together. He amazes me. Lord knows he amazes me. Ain't like I'm sitting up here, got no manuscript. I know, you know, when I was young in the faith, I, you know, be preaching, be have stuff all written down. No, no, no. Just got to give me one little scripture. All kind of metaphors, all kind of analogies, all kind of parables in order to bring his point home. Well, what is his point? In the potter's house, God said, look, there is a specific message that I have for you, for my people at the potter's house. Now, one thing you need to make sure you do is find the potter's house that God has for you. Okay, you say, Apostle, what does that mean? Find the potter's house that God has for you. What does that mean? 
Listen to what God says. God says, go down to the potter's house, and there I will give you my message. In other words, God said, I got a specific place where I'm going to talk to you. God has got a specific pastor that he's going to use to talk to you, a specific apostle, a specific bishop. Now, this doesn't mean that we can't worship in other places. Don't get me wrong. But God has got somebody that he's using that he's going to talk to you. God didn't tell him to go down to the – God didn't tell uh, um, Jeremiah to go down to the filling station. He didn't tell Jeremiah to go down to the ice cream shop. He didn't tell Jeremiah to go down to the uh, haberdashery. Go to the potter's house. God said, that's where my message is going to come to you. Understand under the sound of my voice, child of God, selecting a church is not your responsibility. Let me say that again because some of y'all are looking at me kind of funny. Selecting a church, that's not your responsibility. That's not my responsibility. God said that's my responsibility. It's God's responsibility to select a church for you. It's God's responsibility to select a house of worship for you where he can bring his message to your eternal soul. God tell Jeremiah, Potter's house is where I'm going to talk. Now let Jeremiah go running down to um, McDonald's. Let Jeremiah go running down to uh, the blacksmith. Let Jeremiah go running down to uh, uh, the fisherman. He won't get his message. Come on now. My prayer for you is that you, you, you find your father's house now. Now, just because, now, and, and this is the beautiful thing I love about this ministry and that God has given and, and, and the Internet and Yahoo, uh, who is it, YouTube and TalkShoe and what other, other podcasts. God has opened up an avenue because you are not always going to be in the same physical location as the potter's house that God has for you. You're not always going to be. You know, just because you in Texas, that don't mean that, that, that the church God wants you or the ministry God wants you connected with is in Texas. Just because you in Africa, that don't mean that the church or the ministry that God wants you. I don't know. Some of us feel like, you know, we can just, we can just uh, uh, you know, just go to any church. No, God ain't said that. Mm-mm, God ain't said that. Sometimes our physical location and where God wants us to be spiritually fed are in very, very different places. Sometimes where you are, I remember one prophet came up to me years ago. He said, he said, man of God, he said, God is going to be sending you all over the world. I don't even think I had left the United States yet. And I was like, what? He said, man of God, I'm telling you, God said he's going to be sending you all over the world. He said, now, Kenston is going to be your headquarters. But God is going to be sending you all over the world to preach his word. Well, see, sometimes where you, where you live and where God is sending you is two different places. Well, if, this, if you can live in one place and God be sending you to different places primarily to, to, to carry out his will, you can live in one place and God be sending you to a different place to, to receive your word. Jeremiah, part of his house. Not where you at. Now, we don't know where this part of his house was. We don't know how far it was. But what we did know is that what God had for Jeremiah was not where he was. It was at that, what? Part of his house. Come on, son. We about done. 
Look at Jeremiah now, because Jeremiah said, look, what I'm not trying to do is miss my blessing. My prayer for you is that you don't miss my blessing, your blessing. The Bible says in verse 3, Jeremiah says, so I went down to the potter's house. Jeremiah said, look, I didn't stay where I am and start trying to figure out if there was a closer place or, uh, or maybe the Lord had made a mistake or asked the Lord, why can't he tell me the message while I'm here? Jeremiah said, I went down to the potter's house. And I saw him working at the wheel. Now, look at this now. Not only did God have a message for Jeremiah at the potter's house, God showed him something at the potter's house. Look at what the Bible says. So I went down to the potter's house, and I saw him working at the wheel. But the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hand. So the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as it seemed best to him. Potter had made, you know, had one thing going there and was like, nah, nah, nah. I don't think I'm a I don't think I'm a go with that. Maybe had a had a bowl shaped up. Looked at it and was like, nah, I don't think that'll be I don't make that a bowl. Let me make that into a teacup. You say apostle. What you're trying to get us to understand. My prayer for you, child of God, is that the blessings that God has shaped you up with, he don't have to change up and turn that into something else. See, the Bible says that, that, that what the potter had originally shaped up was marred. It was marred in his hands. See, it, it didn't turn out quite like he wanted it, so he made it in to something else. The Bible says, then the word of the Lord came to me, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter does, declares the Lord. The Lord said, look, Israel, I can shape you into anything I want. God is speaking to the church today. God said, I can shape you into anything I want. God said, just like I give you $120,000 a year on your job, God said, I can fix it up so you get twelve. I can fix it up so you get $12,000. Or, or God said, I can, I can fix it up any way I want to. You say, Apostle, well, what, what do we need to do? Well, what do we need to do? We want to try to make sure that we are not marred in his hands. Marred in his hands is an implication that or, or suggests that there was flaws, that it won't write, it won't like it was supposed to be. So God said, I'm going to have, all right, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn it into something else then. Because it ain't like I want it. It ain't like. Yeah, God said, I know I gave you the job, but you ain't doing on it what I like. I know I gave you the marriage, but you ain't operating in it quite like I like. I know I gave you the ministry. I gave you the gift. I gave you the promotion. I gave you the degree. But I gave you this. I gave you, but you ain't quite like. You. Let me shape it up into something else. See, if you don't like the blessings of God, real, real good, God said, I got something else for you. It's called the curses of God. God says, if at any time I announce that a nation or a kingdom is to be uprooted, torn down, and destroyed, 
And if that nation I warned repents of its evil, God says, then I will relent and not inflict on it the disaster I had planned. God is doing this. He's sending us out to announce repentance so that disaster don't have to come. God is sharing with us words to help some of you out there keep your job so you don't have to lose it. God is giving us, sharing with us words to help some of you all out there understand my boy, keep your marriage so you don't have to lose it. God has given us words to help some of you all out there keep your, keep your good health so you don't have to lose it. Repentance will help us keep from losing the good things that God has given to us. Because everything God has given to you and I, there's a certain way to handle it and a certain way not to handle it. There are certain things that you and I can do to help us keep that blessing, and there's certain things that you and I can do to help us lose that blessing. And God says in verse 9, and if at another time I announce that a nation or a kingdom is to be built up and planted, and if it does evil in my sight and does not obey me, God says I'll reconsider the good I had intended to do for it. In other words, God said I was getting ready to bless you. I was getting ready to do something real, real good for you, but you kept right on with your stubbornness. You kept right on with your hard-headedness. God said, no, I ain't going to do that now. God said, you don't even know how I was getting ready to bless you, how I was getting ready to lift you, how I was getting ready to... But look at this now. Look at how you're behaving with, with, with what I'm planning, what I was planning to do for you. And some of us, God says, God said, Robert, there's many, many of them out there under the sound of your voice that I have, re I have held back blessings that I had planned to give because of the attitude. Look at it. Let's look at this again, verse 9. And if at another time... God says, I announce that a nation or a kingdom is to be built up. God says, all right, look, I'm getting, ready to be, I'm getting ready to bless you, brother. I'm getting ready to bless you, sister. God says, I'm getting ready to do something that's going to really help you out, something that's going to really lighten your load. And, and God says, and if, they, and if it does evil in my sight and does not obey me, God says, now let me get this straight. Now I'm going to bless you like this, and you still ain't going to obey you still don't have plans to obey. You still don't have plans to do like I asked you to do. And God said, and what I will do is I will reconsider. Now, the question we want to ask ourselves, do we want God to relent of the punishment that he was going to bring on us? Or do we want God to reconsider the good that he was planning to bring on us? We want God to relent. We want God to look at the, the going off on us that he was planning to do and say, nah, that boy has straightened up and flied right. That girl is, she's going to try to do the right thing this time. Because, see, a lot of times the reason why stuff be right crazy for us and right be, become some, some difficult, some hard head stuff, we ain't, some, some rebellion, some that, so God be happy to go off. 
But when God sees you and I, children of God, sincerely making the plan to do the right thing, God said, I'll relent. Now, what we don't want to do is be sincerely making the plan to do the right thing, and then when, you know, when God don't go off, we say, well, okay, God didn't go off, so let me, uh, let me get back into my craziness. See, that'll cause God to go off on an even deeper end. No, we want the Lord to relent of the punishment, not to reconsider the good. No, Lord, the good that you want to do for me and give to me, Lord, let me position myself so I can receive just that. God said, look, you can either get me to relent of the punishment that I was going to bring on you, or you can get me to reconsider the good I was going to bring to you. Depending on how you act now. Depending on how you act. Now, therefore, God told Jeremiah, say to the people of Judah and those living in Jerusalem, this is what the Lord said. Look, I am preparing a disaster, <laughs> a disaster for you and devising a plan against you. Well, now, guess that's uh, self-explanatory enough. You say, Apostle, what you got there? Anytime it's been announced to you, child of God, that God is about to bring disaster, and you know it's coming from God. Now, I mean, I ain't talking about, you know, somebody just, you know that God. That is a, that is a, it would take a, only a fool would not repent. Only a fool would not uh, uh, straighten up and fly right. God said, tell the people now, I'm, I'm, I'm preparing disaster for you. I'm devising a plan against you. Now, so turn from your evil ways, each one of you, and reform your evil ways and your actions. But they will reply, it's no use. We will continue with our own plans. My prayer for some of you all out there on the side of my voice, don't continue with your own plans now. Because if your own plans is what got you in the mess, then God send you the prophet, God send you the apostle, God send you the spokesman, the spokeswoman to help get you out of your mess. Don't continue with your plan. It was your plan that got you in that. It's God's plan that will get you out of that. What? It's our plan as human beings that got us in a fallen state. Wasn't God's plan? God told Adam, "Don't eat." But it was man's plan. We're gonna eat anyway. Oh, God don't tell us. See, what you got to understand out there on the side of my voice is that you know, for those of you that don't like being being told something, kingdom of God is the wrong place for you. You don't like being told something because that's what the kingdom of God is about. It's orders, it's order, and it's orders. God is constantly telling us something. You read through the scripture, God was constantly telling his disciples something. Roll the stone away and raise Lazarus from the dead. Fill the jars up with water. <laughs> Go throw out your fishing line the first fish you catch. You know, open your mouth, do something. Do, God constantly tells But here's the thing that some of you all don't understand. Those of you that don't like God telling you or the word telling you something. See, because anytime you don't listen to the word, you need to understand that you've been told something by the devil. 
Anytime we don't listen to the word, we've been told something. Everything we do, we're being told something, either from God or from the devil. God tell you, I want you to, to, to contribute a certain amount to the ministry or to the church. You don't do it, then guess what the devil told you? Don't do it. Now you don't listen to him. God tell you, I want you, to, I want you to preach this message, and you don't preach it, guess what? The devil told you not to preach it, now you don't listen to him. God tell you, I want you to operate in this particular gift. You say, well, I ain't going to operate in that gift. Well, the devil told you not to operate in it, so now you don't listen to him. Now, what people are going to find out at the end, of, some people find it out early, some people find it out late, that every one of us has been a been used by one force or the other. Either you and I have been listening to and following the instructions of God, mostly, now none of us are, or we've been listening to and following the instructions of the devil. There is no other way out there. Some of us think we, some of us, some of us are just deceived enough by the adversary to think that we can come up with something as human beings. We don't come up with nothing. Everything that we do say, think, has been impressed upon us by spiritual forces, either the Holy Ghost or demonic spirits, Satan and demonic. Everything, everything, you, don't, you and I don't come up with nothing any more than a glass fill itself up with orange juice. Glass, have you ever seen a glass fill itself up with orange juice? No, it got to wait for somebody to fill it up. That's why you can fill a glass up with orange juice, or you can fill a glass up with Coca-Cola, or you can fill a glass up with water. Glass ain't going to fill itself up. As human beings, we don't fill ourselves up. We get filled with either the Holy Ghost or a whole bunch of demonic spirits. Saints, let's get ready to wrap this up now. Now, God done told the people what he wanted them to do. He done told them to turn. The people say it's no use. <laughs> you know, I one of the things I guess we had an impasse then. Now we got a problem. God said, "I don't told you. I don't told you what to do," and you saying what now? It's of no use. Let's see about that. See, that's a lot of the adversary to think that what God is telling you is of no use. Now that's Listen, out down to the sound of my voice, I don't know where you're at and what you're into. That's one of the biggest lies you will ever, the devil will ever tell you, that it's no use to obey God. That right there will get you, that right there will help you get a one-way ticket to hell so fast, you will wonder what in the world is going on. God never gives us an instruction that is of no use. If God is telling you to turn, turning is the best thing to do. If God is telling you to shut up, shutting up is the best thing to do. If God is telling you to give, giving is the best thing to do. If God is telling you to go, going is the best thing to do. I'm wrestling with the Lord around here. I'm wrestling with the Lord a little bit today. You know, supposed to be down in South Africa on about the 10th of October. You know, uh, graduation of one one seminary school. They've asked me to come on down, and I'm kind of like, 
I'm just going to share it with God's people. Ain't no need acting like, you know, the apostle don't have struggles. I'm like, man, I don't want to spend no money. You know, <laughs> that's what I was like. I was like, Lord, I'm in kind of, you know, because I'm trying to want to get another house to rent out in the ministry. I'm like, Lord, I don't want to spend no money. I went, Lord, I was like, what? What? That's kind of stuff will get you in trouble. So our best course of action, when God tells us to do something, because first of all, understand, God is never going to tell us to do something that he has not equipped us to do. Always keep that in mind. He's not going to tell us. He's not going to tell us. See? He's not going to tell us. He's ne- he will never. So, so, you know, God telling the people to turn, that means he has equipped them to turn. That means he desires them to turn. That means good things will come if they turn. People say it's of no use. People say. You see, that's why God had to speak to the prophet. Prophet, speak to the people. Because see, some of the things out there that you all will think there's no use in doing, God will be already done showed the prophet that there's a whole lot of use in you doing that. That if you do that right there, you're going to get yourself blessed, girl. You do that right there, man, you're going to get yourself blessed. My spirit going to one thing. I don't want to get no names out. They know who I'm talking about. We're talking about uh, modifying house payments. At one point, Saint was a little slow, didn't want to kind of move. I was like, look, stay on them people. Stay on them people. Uh-uh. They, I don't know. Maybe they don't. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Stay on them people. They stayed on them people. Now they get ready to reduce house payments and do all kind of things. We give God praise. We give God praise. God tell you to do something. God telling his, his apostle, his prophet, his bishop, his spokesman, spokeswoman, telling you to do something. It, it, it's, some, it's a reason and some good things that will come out of it. If the people had turned, they could have missed some of the punishment. Terrible punishment. I'm not going to go all into it, but verses 13 through 18, the, the punishment that God was, was giving, is bringing is of such a magnitude that one of the questions that, that God said, look, ask some of the other nations. Look at verse 13. God said, what I'm going to do is give me to be so off the hook. Ask some of the other nations. Have you ever even heard anything like this? <laughs> God said, I'm getting ready to go. God said, look, if y'all don't turn, I'm going to go off to, I'm going off to the, so one of the things that going so far off to the left, you're going to be asking questions to other nations, other groups of people. Have, have you ever even heard of anything like this? People are going to be like, no, nah, man, ain't never heard. Listen, a most horrible thing has been done by virgin Israel. God said, my people have done a horrible thing. People have forgotten him. They were doing their own thing. You go down to verse 15. So God said, all right, I'm going to fix this right up. Verse 16, God said, this is what I'm going to do. This is exactly what I'm going to do. Well, then the people got upset with Jeremiah. Verse 18, I ain't going all into that, but, 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 but. If God is telling you, whether watch this, whether God is telling you directly or whether he's speaking through his spokesman or spokeswoman to tell you, it's still God. 
See, some of us want to wait till God. I want God to tell me. Well, if he's telling the pastor and the pastor's telling you, he is telling you. I want God to talk to me. Well, if he talked to the prophet and the prophet talked to you, it is God talking to you. Let me get this straight now. You're, you want, you know, Progress Energy is the electric company around here. Now, they send the bill through the mail. Mailman bring the bill, put it in the mailbox. We're going to get the bill and say, look, I want Progress Energy. Mailman put it in the mailbox. Uh-uh. I want Progress Energy to talk to me directly. I ain't paying no more Bills to Progress Energy talk to me directly. <laughs> Mess around. Hey, your electricity cut off. Because even though it came through the mailman, it's still Progress Energy talking to you. Even though what God has to say come through your pastor, come through your apostle, come through your bishop, your, your brother, it's still God talking to you. Well, like Bishop used to say, that's the message. That's the message. Who's your daddy? Well, Potter's house. Understand, daddy got something to say at the Potter's house. God has got some things to say to us in specific places. God has got some things to say to us through specific vessels. What you have to learn how to do under the sound of my voice, whoever you are, you got to learn how to distinguish the voice of God from all other voices. So you need, you need to know. You need to know. Well, you got all kind of voices talking. People talking on TV. People talking on radio. People talking on the internet. People talking on social media. People talking. People preaching. You got to know how. You got all of the voices. That you got to know when God is talking. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you today for what you have shared in our midst. We pray, Father, that your word today has been. An edifying source, a uplifting, building up point in the life of your people. Again, Father, we forgive. We ask for forgiveness for the times that we have not gone to the places that you have instructed us to go, said the things that you have instructed us to say, been the person that you have instructed us to be. Forgive us, Father, for our sins and our iniquities. And Father, we ask that each of us uh, will be more careful, more sensitive to your spirit, more sensitive to your voice, that we may hear and do the things that are pleasing in your sight. Watch over us, Father, as we part today one from another. Uh, Continue to lead and guide us in your paths of righteousness. For your name's sake. This is our prayer. We count done in Jesus' mighty name. We pray. Amen and amen. What does the potter's house, what is it symbolic of? Question one. What is the potter's house symbolic of? Number two. Which do you want? God to relent of the punishment? or reconsider the good? Explain. Which would you rather have? God relent of the punishment he was going to bring on you or reconsider the good he was going to bring to you? And number three, uh, what is the importance of following God's 
instruction. Why is it important? Let's say it like that. Why is it important, ultimately, to follow God's instructions? Well, children of God, the Lord continue to bless each of you. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray that your spirit man has been edified and uplifted. We will see you all again this evening, the Lord willing, at uh, 6 or 7 p.m. God bless you and heaven smile on you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.